Hi there. Welcome to the Joyful Rebels podcast. This week, we've got reflections on imposter syndrome. But before we begin, have you checked out the joyfulrebels.com? You can catch up on all of our podcasts there, check out our blog. You can find YouTube videos. We've got beginner's yoga, more advanced classes and meditations. And you can find a link to sign up for the Knowing Yourself Starter Kit. So we haven't talked too much about that in the podcast, but if you're someone who's looking for more peace and ease in your life, if Mm -hmm. you feel stuck or stagnant, if you're busy, but you have that call that you want to make some changes, we can help you get clear on your priorities. And that's through the Knowing Yourself Starter Kit. It's $9.99. And for that amount, you get eight videos and activities. There's a principal manual, everything all in there, all you need, all the activities. And it's short on purpose. We know that you're busy. We want to give you this efficiently packaged way to get clear again on what your priorities are, who you are right now. So then you can make some changes. We've got testimonials starting to roll in. You know, this is a newer course, so we'll be sharing those as well. So you don't just have to take our word for it. Mm -hmm. And it does cost a little money, but we like to focus on no and low cost resources because guess what? You're going to invest in yourself. So you can sign up at thejoyfulrebels.com. And last little bit here, if you look under the programs and products tab, we are super excited to introduce a wins journal. (laughs) So if you've been listening to us, you might have heard me mention a wins journal in probably 17 of the episodes. It's a great way to keep track of all the wins you have in your life. It's a reminder about how awesome you are that you can go back and look at when you need to boost your confidence, when you need to trust yourself. So we have created a wins journal from the Joyful Rebels. It's a great Mother's Day gift or gift to yourself. So all of these things and more can be found at thejoyfulrebels.com. Whew. So that's, that's awesome. And I just hey. ordered my journal too. So I ordered it. So I want to see what the process feels like, but I'm excited because it's got a beautiful cover. It's designated to this specific topic instead, instead of rolling it in another journal. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so intentional. And I really feel like it, encapsulates all the the things that we've been talking about in one place. I just, I feel really good about it. And I'm going to give kudos to Claire because this is uh, really, she's spearheaded it. She is the, the operational um, infrastructure of what we have going here and is very prolific about bringing the concepts to life in a way that we can share with you either digitally um, or, you know, in hard copies. So, you know, more to come, but know that you're in good hands, that the things we talk about, you'll be able to touch them, feel them and integrate them into your life because that's what it's about. It's about thinking a little bit, um, being thoughtful, turning your awareness light on, but then doing the thing, doing, doing the, the thing. thing. Yes. <laughs> can't under, can't overstate that. Well, thanks for the kudos. I will say that it was a good friend who is listening to the most recent episode and saying, you talk about this so much. You should just offer one. And I was like, aha, this is a great idea. So, hey, I am always open for feedback. So if any of y'all want to send me messages or ideas, I am here. I am here for you. So last week, if you got a chance to tune in, we were talking about tackling imposter syndrome. So what is that? If you've ever felt like a fraud or a false belief that you aren't as good or as capable as others think you are. And who experiences imposter syndrome? Well, a lot of the times it's high achieving women. 
women with a good education background, good work experience, still feeling inadequate. Why does that matter? Well, it feels bad. It feels not good to be doubting yourself. And when you doubt yourself, that can affect your confidence. It can even affect your decision making. You might not want to go out of your way to try things if you're worried that you're not good enough to do it. So it can stifle Mm -hmm. your growth. We talked about, mom, you mentioned the five different types of imposter syndrome that you can experience. So again, if you didn't get a chance to check out last week's episode, go check those out in detail, the five different types that you can experience. And we talked about two things to do about it. And the the first thing, the the pre-number one was awareness, okay? Mm -hmm. If you want to do anything about any of these issues we talk about, you have to be aware that it's happening in your life. But we said that One thing is consider the evidence. If you're feeling like a fraud or you're not good enough or capable, maybe you're pulling out your wins journal to see Mm. all those examples of the times that you did pull through, that you did hard things, that you showed that you're more than capable of doing what you need to do. The other tip that we had is to share how you're feeling, right? Elevating that conversation, being able to talk to someone that you trust about how you are feeling. And so those were the two tips that we had. And as always, as we moved into this new format, this is your chance to to reflect on how these things showed up. Were you aware of this happening in your past life? And were you able to use either of those tips? So just a reminder as we're talking to keep that in mind how you experience it too. I want to ask you, mom, a question. Mm. So we've got two generations on this podcast, right? Mother, daughter. And I know personally, I still currently experience a lot of imposter syndrome. And again, the biggest, I think the most recent example is this podcast, like being terrified on day one to start it. And then now, you know, easing a bit more into it, but still like, ah, what am I doing? But my question is, uh, have you noticed a, a shift or a change in how you've personally experienced imposter syndrome, like over your career, over time? Um, as you've gotten older, have you noticed a difference across that your timeline? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is where the the hope comes in the generations here to know that the the way the path moves forward, I think there's a lot of dismantling. And I like that word. That means that you know we're pulling apart piece by piece, one by one, the the thoughts, the distorted thoughts, or the you know the ways that imposter syndrome can show up in us. And and for me, uh, that there really has been you know once my awareness light is on and I get a chance to focus on it and I get a chance to really look at it and go, is that really true? Like I I'm going to ask one question. And immediately inside, I'm like, that is not even true. Like, it's funny. It's funny to me that when I, and it's one question, it's one doorway that I go into. So I guess the overall arc is that uh, as time goes on and as you stay aware, and, and that's a, a way of living. Let's face it. You're going to be aware of um, how you show up in the world, how you behave, your actions and your words matter. You're taking care of yourself. You're interacting with people. Like all of that really matters. And it tends to soften the ways that these imposter syndromes show up. So the overall arc, again, is that you start to dismantle and chip away at it. So over the week, how it showed up for me is that I noticed that through consistency of the things I just mentioned, of just kind of being aware, not kind of being aware, uh, not perfectly, but consistently coming back to being like, let me check in. Is this true? Is this even like a thing anymore? That uh, it's it goes away. 
it, it, it's funny because when uh, imposter syndrome in me, that it looked like in me, it was a soloist. Like I'm just going to do everything myself. I'm going to have everything myself. I'm not going to let people help me. Like I've got it. It's, it's all me. And when I realized that A, that wasn't working by anybody's assessment, like that, that wasn't working. And I just felt that um, I don't feel that way that much anymore. Uh, and it's through just chipping away at it that it's still kind of in the background, but it doesn't drive my behavior at all. Very rarely. And and when it does, I, I feel it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then I check in. I'm like, oh, that's where that is. So it's not driving my behavior subconsciously anymore that I, it, I, it, I'm partnering with it. And and I don't feel like I'm dragging it with me, but I'm I, it's sun starting to sunset. So the word that came to me was the consistency matters. You keep showing up and this stuff starts to, to sunset. One last thing on that. Um, in my life, I have wanted things to... Uh, like poof, be gone, you know, like a, a black and a white, like I had this thing, whatever the issue is, and now it's gone. What I'm finding more uh, truthfully for me is that all of a sudden there's just an absence of it. Like I, I had a, a behavior or a pattern that I was doing and now it's just not there anymore. So it's, again, it's not the big ta-da, like I did this, poof, it's gone. It's through the consistency. It just went away. So I don't want to miss the times to look back and go, oh, we've come a way. And that again, not even like as a plug, although it's a perfect setup, that's where the winds journal comes in. It feeds new information to me. Like all these other things are providing data points on the other side of the 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 subject matter, not just the negative things that drive me, but these are this is the new reality. And I need to see it. I need to hear it. I need to feel it. Because then it takes the volume of the negative stuff or the things that no longer serve me, and it just turns the volume down. It doesn't have to go away. I just don't need it to be as loud. Does that is that helpful? Because that is a. Um, it would be so much better if it was cleaner and it was like a one and done. But it's just the volume goes down, and and it's actually very powerful when I have to strain to hear the negative stuff. Huh. I think I think for me that's comforting to hear. Because I'm starting to see little snippets of that, that if I can be consistently checking in, then, okay, the negative isn't as loud. Like you said, it turns the volume down or you're almost diluting it too with those good things. That's how I like to think of that wins journal is the more you're looking into it, you're, you know, you're adding more, you're diluting anything that was bad there. Cause if you're only focusing on the things that are negative, that's going to be saturating what you're thinking about. So let's fill in some of the gaps with some of the things that we're positive about, just start to crowd them out. And that can really, it sounds like it, it sounds like what I'm hearing from you is that, again, it's not that big ta-da, but you are just noticing like, oh, that's not a thing anymore. It's not a, a, a big, bad thing for me anymore. And I think it's cool. Then you have that next level awareness. Like I'm going to, I want to be able to look back and notice that because it wasn't this, whoa, crash bang and it's gone, but you can still take that time to, oh, cool. that's cool. It's not, it's not something I'm dealing with as, as yeah. deeply anymore. Well, it's not like I'm tripping over a retaining wall. It's a couple of, of little rocks on the ground and I can see them now instead of being like, Mm. oh, I'm in the dark and I'm just falling over it. Now I see it and I have choices on how to respond to it. 
So that's one way to go about it. But I'm curious, Claire, there are a bunch of different types in there. Where did you know? And I have an idea where I'm at and even how I, I may have influenced you. But I want to hear from you. What types did you feel, if any, imposter syndrome tend to show up for you in this chapter of your life? Yeah, that's a good question, because I remember last week when you were going through them, I was taking notes on the first one and then the second one. And then then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just I feel (laughs) like in one way or another in one space or another, I can relate to all of them. And I wonder if you listening are the same way, because it feels like for me that they really end up being enmeshed. And I don't know if that just means I'm at like a very deep level of imposter syndrome or, you know, just noticing I've got, I've got enough awareness that I'm seeing where all these things are related. So mom, last week you mentioned, um, saying that you thought, you know, looking back at me as like the natural genius. And Mm -hmm. I will say, even saying that, I kind of bristle at saying that, like, it feels like kind of a weird thing to say, but I do agree with that. You know, I was, I was fed that idea that, oh, things come easily to me, which they did, but then it kind of becomes that blanket of, well, then everything should be easy to me. Wait, like I haven't had to struggle with something before. Now I do. And so, a couple of things with that. For me, I feel like as an adult, that has really led for me to relate to that soloist and the superwoman like together and that I need to do it all and I need to do it by myself. And it's really interesting because, you know, there is some good in there, like I'm driven and I, I'm, I can do things on my own, but I, you know, reflecting back specifically because you talked about this last week, it's like, I do kind of struggle with asking for help. I do really feel like I need to do it all. And who am I proving this to? Like, it's not like I'm then going telling everyone, hey, look what I did on my own. It's it's to myself. And the second note on that is then I look back or I look forward. I look currently at my kids. And I know for one of my kids, it's a similar thing. Like, she reminds me so much of myself and not just because she is almost my exact clone and how she looks, but I, I, I want to catch it. I want to catch myself now. If I just, you know, it's not fair to assume that everything's going to be easy for her just because so many things are easy for her. And I, Mm -hmm. I know it is easy in maybe more surface level relationships to, oh, that, you know, maybe it's a coworker. Oh, you know, they always, they always figure things out so I can put more on their plate or, but it's, it's now again, looking at this, having this awareness, reflecting back on my own experience and with my kids, oh, I need to be able to, you know, realize that everyone's going to have their struggles and not to just assume that, that, oh, she's going to be good at everything because who knows how that might show up later. And so coming back to me for a second, I really do feel like I struggle with asking for help. And for, you know, just really wanting to do it all. So mom, I have a question for you. Like, what advice would you have for me or someone who's listening who has the same feelings as me that, you know, we have trouble asking for help? Mm. Well, wow. That's that's a big one. And I appreciate, (laughs) no, I appreciate your insight and being able to, you know, catch it now. I think you're ahead of the curve for understanding. And I love it that younger women are, are tuning in, trying to make sense of some of this. Uh, one phrase that came to mind as you were speaking was everybody gets a learning curve. Mm. And I, I would skip that sometimes for me. I don't know if you did too. Like everybody gets a learning curve, no matter how brilliant you are, everybody gets a learning curve because that that's natural. But if I were to look at kind of the way out, 
Um, what I'm finding in myself and also in clients currently, so this is really a top of mind um, subject because it keeps coming up. One realization that I've come to is that these um, imposter syndromes and who we identify with, that groundwork was laid a long time ago for most of us, just a long time ago. And uh, you know, our perception of what we were told, what we heard, what how we interpreted something, uh, fed into our particular cocktail uh, of which type we we identify with. So what I'm finding about the way out is to just spend a moment on the way in and um, realize that if we were younger and some of the message that we heard, um, we internalized it and then it can it can be distorted. Uh, that I really want to pay homage to to that kid that heard that message and know that you know the when we're younger and we hear things. Uh, we don't have that much language to understand how to label it and how to make sense of it. So in our smaller minds, we probably went like, you know, I'm dumb or I'm, I've got to do it by myself. We have these simple overarching concepts that, that kind of make sense in our limited understanding and emotional intelligence. So I think that's, that feels true to me that that's where at least the basis for some of that comes from. And then I like to also uh, look back and go, um, thank you. Thank you for that initial um, understanding and that initial attempt to make sense of it, because that's what it is. We tried to make sense of it. That's our initial, that's the first swing we took at it. So I want to say thank you to my younger self for, hey, you did a good job of putting a label on it. And you know what? It got me some good things. Claire, to your earlier point, you were like, you know, you are really uh, prolific. You are, you are very capable. Uh, it may have come from a fear-based driver initially, like I'm going to do it by myself. I have a hard time asking for help. And But it got you this far. It got you this far. And same thing for me. These things got me this far in my life. So I want to say thank you to my younger self. I want to say thank you even to the people who uh, provided a, a message, even if it wasn't super healthy. It helped to develop this other grit and resilience in me that may not have been forged if I wasn't in that particular fire. And then I feel I can let it go because it got me here. This is where we are in the here and the now. I feel this is like the coaching part. We get to decide what we're carrying into the future. And when I look at the evidence to go, is this something I want to take with me? And I'd be like, no, it served its purpose. Thank you so much. Thank you for getting me here. Thank you, younger self, for trying to make sense of it and wrap some language around it. And thank you for the benefits and how I explored it to try to either overcome it, live with it, manage it, whatever it was. But now we're on ground zero again. And now I don't need to take that with me. I learned the lessons that I needed from it and then some, and now I'm going to move forward. So I always like to look back, not just with disdain or shame or any of that, it's, it's to thank it. We did the best that we could with the tools that we have. That's what we do as people. I absolutely believe that. And if you believe that in your heart too, then we can walk around going, I feel good about letting that just fade. The volume gets turned down naturally then. And we can walk away, walk forward lighter with better direction, with more awareness, and still having the skill sets that we developed that were forged in this fire. So we're not done yet. You know, these life, our life comes in, in, in stages and chapters and we get to places and we get at this stage gate and we decide what kind of either armor or weapons or tools that we take into the future. And that's our choice. So we've got choices, Rebels. 
you know, Claire, do you have anything to bring that home? Is there something that feels like uh, a truth that is living in your heart for where you're at and where you want to move forward? Yeah. And thank you for everything that you just said, because I will say that feels really good to hear that. I do want to echo what you said of saying thank you to yourself like that. If any of you have, you know, done inner child work or have reflected on, you know, what's happened to you and how that's made you who you are, it feels good to think of it that way and walking away lighter. Like I truly, I feel that it's not just something you're saying, you know, you you feel better when you're doing it that way. So if you're listening and you were asking for the same advice as me, I hope that you're walking away as well, being able to reflect like, yes, this is something that I can do. It did serve me, but I can feel better about it. And in terms of where I'm at now with imposter syndrome, if I have any last second advice before I sign off here, I would say there's always going to be some fear in doing something new. And I don't think it it's going to ever completely go away that we're going to think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm never going to feel this imposter syndrome again. It might, we might be able to turn the volume down. We might be able to dilute it. But here's the thing. If, if, if the feeling's never going to go away and we are still interested in things like growth and going after the things we want, do it scared. What you want to do, do it scared. Do it anyways. Just do the thing. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? You're going to get more evidence to put in your winds journal that, hey, you are capable and you can do it. So, my hope for you listening is that you were able to one, reflect on how you experienced imposter syndrome this week or your awareness of it and any tips or tricks that you tried that worked for you, because that's all data points for you. I also want to say again, the joyfulrebels.com, it's a platform now. We've got all the things, podcasts, blog, videos, programs. And finally, we really hope that you tune in next week because we'll have a brand new topic to discuss. Until next time, Rebels.